Welcome to the Doing It For Herself podcast, where we help you accelerate your success and step into your zone of genius. I'm Jeanette Spencer, offering you advice and the resources you need to start, grow and glow your online business. So I am super excited because today is the first ever episode of the Doing It For Herself podcast. And I thought it was only right to start this episode off by speaking about business planning and the important role that it plays on running a successful business. So I've spoken to a few people recently who've had really great ideas and incredible vision to match those ideas. But the problem that I found is that when I start asking questions about the when's, the why's and the how's, it becomes really easy for me to see that zero amount of planning has gone into these concepts, which tells me two things. One, that they'll probably never execute their visions and goals. And two, that they simply just aren't serious. You know the type I'm talking about, right? All talk, no action. And my dear, if you fall into this category, then shame on you. Business planning is a topic that every entrepreneur needs to become familiar with. If you want to run a profitable and successful business, it's pretty simple. You know, your plan gives you the opportunity to focus on the key elements that are ultimately going to get you off to a good start. I have to say that it completely excites me to know that we're living in a time where entrepreneurship is so common, especially amongst women. But we need to make sure that we're putting the relevant plans and structures in place that are needed to succeed in business. Benjamin Franklin has a quote which I absolutely love, which is, failing to plan is planning to fail. And it's such a simple quote, but it's so impactful and so true. Anyway, with that being said, I just wanted to spend a few minutes speaking about how simple it is to put a business plan together. If you are going to be requiring financial assistance, so, you know, maybe a loan or if you're looking for help from investors, then a business plan is absolutely crucial um, for you. Um, If not, then a one-page business plan is more than good enough, but you just need to have some kind of structured plan in place. So business plans generally follow the same structure, but this can vary depending on profession and industry. So my perspective comes from that of a creative I'm going to start by speaking about the exec summary. So no matter how little you know about business planning, my guess is that you've heard of the executive summary, which basically explores the business idea by summarising each area of your business startup process. So the point of the exec summary is to provide the investor or the reader with enough information to know exactly what your business does, how you plan on doing it, how you plan on financing it, who your competitors are, and also how you plan on making a mark in your industry. So when creating your exec summary, try not to get too carried away with the details. It's not supposed to be too long. As I mentioned earlier, it should be a summary and its purpose is to give the reader an insight into your strategies without having to read the entire business plan. So your summary should be between one and two pages long. Um, Try and keep it short. Also try and keep it informative and interesting. And one thing to note is that the exec summary is the first thing 
that goes into the plan, but it's the last section to complete. This is because once you've added all the content to your plan, it's then easier to summarize each section to form the exact summary. Okay, so as we move on to your business plan content, the area I would start on is your business idea, which is also known as the opportunity. And this section will help you explain exactly what product and services you offer, as well as any advantages or disadvantages they provide, and also what benefit and value you are offering your customer. Other things that you might want to think about could be your skill set. Have you undergone any training? Do you plan on undergoing any training? Are there any obstacles that you feel you're facing, whether that's a lack of qualifications or experience? You know, you should use this section to identify these issues if there are any, so that the readers are able to gauge exactly what you feel the obstacles are for starting your business and how you plan on getting around them. So moving on to your marketing strategy. So this is something that I feel is one of the most important parts of the plan, the planning process because you could have the most incredible product and service but if you don't know how you're going to get it out there then you are completely wasting your time. There's a saying that says if you make it they will come knocking. That is such a lie and couldn't be any further from the truth. I also just want to say that marketing is way more complex than just posting pictures on Instagram and getting likes and follows. So you need to spend time thinking about how you plan on connecting with your audience. Try to be really specific about which marketing methods you choose to market your business and explain why these platforms work for your particular business model or target market. Will your marketing methods consist of social media marketing, email marketing, Facebook ads, Google campaigns, there's so many. Or maybe you plan on using direct marketing methods such as brochures, postcards, maybe cold calling. Networking also is an amazing way to gain business, credibility, visibility. And if networking is something that you haven't already started, then you should definitely get out there and let people know you exist and make contacts and grow your network because you know there's so many opportunities that come from networking um but you really do need to take advantage of of getting out there i know that things are a little bit different at the moment but i know that there are a lot of virtual networking events that you can still attend and that are still very effective so if you haven't started networking definitely definitely put that at the top of your to-do list Okay, so moving on, I'm going to speak a little bit about filling a gap in the market. So you'll need to delve in deep here and explain how you'll be filling a gap in the market. And what I mean by this is we know that you're not the only business providing the product or service that you're offering. And if you are, then you're onto a winner, providing that there is a need and demand for that item or service. But the majority of entrepreneurs starting in business find that they have a huge competitive market. So what you need to think about is how your services are going to stand out and be different from that of your competitors. What will they offer that you don't? And why would your potential clients choose you over them? So these are just a few things that you need to think about and add to this section of your business plan. So we're going to move on now to defining your ideal client. And I touched briefly on identifying which market you want to appeal to earlier. 
So now we'll speak about that in a little bit more detail. So this part of your plan involves you carrying out an extensive amount of research on your marketing industry. Think about how you can make your business niche. You know, will you offer services to a high-end or low-end paying client? What age range will they most likely be? What will their professions and what will their income be? What's their demographic? Where do they live? What's their location? Where do they shop? How do they spend money? Where do they spend money? You know, what level of service are they used to experiencing? And what kind of branding will ultimately attract them to your business? Finding the answers to some of these questions will help you identify exactly who you're marketing to, which is pretty much the base of your marketing strategy. You need to make sure you've carried out enough market research and you can present this in various different ways. You can use surveys, questionnaires, quizzes or anything else that you think will back up your evidence and findings. So this is a really great way for you to make sure that you're marketing yourself effectively to the relevant bracket of consumer. Because if you're not, you might find that you're struggling to book or sell to clients. So what I tend to see quite often are entrepreneurs who are not really sure who they're marketing to. And so what tends to happen is that their branding doesn't attract the right clientele. And when it comes to pricing their products or services, they price in a way that falls out of line to what they're actually offering. So in other words, what I'm saying is that they're pricing either too low to appeal to high-end clients or too high to appeal to low-end clients, which makes it a struggle to get new business. So moving on to your positioning statement. Your positioning statement gives you the opportunity to offer information on why your business is different from your competitors. It's a good time for you to go into detail about why you identify your business as niche, if you do. Also, if you have a story which indicates an experience that you've gone through, which has helped you realise that there's a gap no one else is filling, which has provided you with an opportunity to fill, then you should definitely detail it in this section. So staff and structure. So which resources will your business need to be functional? Will you be hiring any staff to begin with? It's obviously true that a lot of startups don't hire staff straight away, but it's definitely something to think about along with how you plan to grow and also how you plan to develop your business in the future. Bear in mind that outsourcing plays a huge part when it comes to scaling your business. If you do plan on hiring people into your business, you might be liable for things like employment tax, employees' liability insurance, public liability insurance, pensions, and the list literally goes on. So these should all be broken down in detail and included in this section of your business plan. So if you're starting out solo, you need to be thinking about realistically how long you plan on working alone before hiring your first member of staff. Time is so valuable and if you can be paying somebody to do something at a higher level than you know you could do it yourself, which would ultimately give you back time to work on other areas within your business that will grow it, then this is definitely something, you know, that you should be considering. I know many of you would have heard of Fiverr, but if you haven't, there is a great platform called Fiverr, which offers great resources to help with specific projects where you might lack experience, such as social media management, blogging, copywriting, etc. The financial forecast is the last section of your business plan, but it's probably the most important part 
as I said earlier, if you are planning on getting financial assistance, so a loan or help from investors. For this reason, it's a good idea to try and spend a good amount of time thinking about what goes into this section, as your readers will more than likely read this section first, and you don't want to come across like you haven't spent enough time and thought on your financial forecasting, or you may run the risk of not being taken seriously. So you need to be able to demonstrate what your financial goals and objectives are and be able to explain the financial structures considered for your business development. So you need to be thinking about what sales margins your company needs to reach to comfortably pay back any lenders or investors. What costs are involved in the day-to-day running of your business? This could include inventory, taxes, wages, stationery, training, vehicle hire... Um, and any other incurred costs, the list goes on and on and on. So by creating a detailed financial forecast, you're demonstrating to the reader how you plan on creating a profit in your business, as well as what you need to earn to make your business lucrative. Don't be scared to ask for advice from other business owners, family and friends. And also speaking to an accountant can help if you've got any concerns about financial planning. Lastly, make sure you carry out some kind of contingency planning and think of ways to mitigate your risk. It's so true that you never know what can happen in life. But the thing is, if you plan ahead, then you'll know how to deal with the worst if it actually does happen. As mentioned earlier, if you are not looking for financial backing, then you don't need to write an extensive business plan. Definitely just make sure you have something in place that will guide you through you know, at least the first 12 months of your business. Because ultimately, we are in this to win this. We want to make sure that we set ourselves up for success. And that starts with business planning. And it also starts with goals. So look out for our podcast on how to set smart goals, which should be hitting our library very soon. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Ciao. The Doing It For Herself podcast is brought to you by the Women's Entrepreneurial Network. You can get more information and resources by visiting www.thewomensentrepreneurialnetwork.com. Please subscribe for more advice on how to start, grow and glow your online business.